Hello, and welcome to Footsteps, a podcast hosted by High Desert United Methodist Church in Rio Rancho, where our mission is loving God, serving others, changing lives. My name is Bonnie, and today I am here with Lisa to talk a little bit about growing as disciples. Lisa, tell us a little more about what it means to be a disciple and why we should be prepared to grow. The word disciple refers to a student or an apprentice. A true disciple is not just a student or learner, but a follower, one who applies what he or she has learned. This is why we named our podcast Footsteps. We are all called to be disciples of Christ, and this requires us to follow Jesus by applying his teachings to our lives. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He said that in, uh, it's recorded in John. Today I want to acknowledge something, though. Taking that first step may not be easy. It might even be a little bit scary. God may ask us to do something that's out of our comfort zone, something we don't feel qualified for. That's why I think it's important to follow in faith and be prepared to grow. Bonnie, would you share 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 31? Certainly. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Thank you, Bonnie. One key point that I want to emphasize from Paul's words to the Corinthians is that it's actually part of God's plan to use those who seem unqualified because the work we do isn't to glorify us, it's to glorify him. Over and over, the Bible shows us that God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the called. In fact, he seems to make quite a habit of choosing unlikely disciples. There was Levi, the greedy tax collector. He followed Jesus' call despite being a ruthless tax collector and became a devoted follower of Christ named Matthew. And then there was Saul, who had been persecuting Christians, trying to get them to denounce the church, even killing them. Jesus called him in a flash of light, and Paul not only stopped persecuting Christians, he began evangelizing, sharing the good news and converting thousands. An Old Testament example is David. He was a small man, clearly unqualified in his own power to fight the giant Goliath. But God chose him anyway, and tiny David saw the giant Goliath as too large to miss and ended up slaying him with a blow to the head, thanks to a slingshot and a steady hand. 
With all those examples, I am a little nervous that God may ask me to do something out of my comfort zone. I don't think I'd be a good match against a giant. What if God asked me to do something when I'm not ready? It may be helpful to remember that God has equipped each of us with unique spiritual gifts to help us serve one another to do his work. Our gifts are also considered our strengths. In a 2000 Gallup poll, there was evidence-based research done on 1.7 million professionals who use their strengths daily to see how it affected their job performance and their quality of life. That research found that people who use their natural strengths and talents are six times more likely to be engaged and productive in their work. And I don't think it's an accident. God gives us these gifts to do his work. It makes sense to me that we perform at our best when we put these strengths to use. We need to follow in faith. Sometimes God calls us to use our gifts in ways that are unexpected, but the results are powerful. Bonnie, what have you noticed by growing as the result of something that God has placed on your heart? I've noticed that as we grow as disciples, our thoughts and actions change. We begin to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Paul described this fruit in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, when Jesus talked about the vine and the branches, he describes God as the master gardener who prunes the vine to maximize the production of fruit. He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. These verses remind me of how I was pruned through prison ministry. My husband John and I were on several teams that put on renewal weekends like Wesley Weekend and Curcio. The weekends are designed to refresh and renew our faith through witness talks, skits, and worship. There is also a version created for prison inmates. I always said I would serve on any team, but I was not going to prison. Of course, you know what happened. (laughs) We were asked to be on a team going to a men's medium security prison about a three-hour drive from our home. We dragged our feet and hesitated to say yes, but in the end, we agreed and spent many weeks in preparation with our team. Finally, the weekend arrived and we entered the prison. I knew I couldn't take a purse inside, but I did have a lipstick in my pocket, which I had to surrender. Next was a pat-down, and then we were allowed in. We went down a long corridor, and there were inmates lined up at intervals on each side who greeted us with, God bless you, and thank you for coming. I couldn't believe the prisoners were blessing us. Quite a change from the guards and quite a surprise, but just the first of many. One young man, and most were quite young men, 
named Angel, was about to be released and had been asked to speak. He said it was easy to blame bad parents, a bad neighborhood in Chicago, lack of money, and so on for ending up in prison. But in reality, being incarcerated was the result of bad choices, and that had to be acknowledged. No excuses. Angel said if he hadn't been locked up, he probably would never have become a Christian. But he used his time in prison to earn a college degree and had plans to become a missionary. I don't know the end of Angel's story, but I do know that he inspired others that day with his testimony. I had joined the Wesley Weekend team thinking I would bring a blessing to those prisoners, but not expecting to be blessed by them. It was a humbling and eye-opening experience for which I am grateful. I had started that prison weekend thinking that I would do or say something that would make a difference in someone's life. But God was there ahead of me, working and changing lives without my help. It taught me to bring my plans to God first before trying to implement them. Lisa, have you ever experienced God pruning you to bear more fruit? Yes, I think I have. I've often thought that one aspect of the fruit that isn't fully mature in my own life is patience. When I perceive that things that I care about aren't happening fast, I become anxious and irritable. And as much as I'd like to avoid these situations, God wants me to grow. He provides opportunities that force me to slow down and practice patience. One recent example is my aspiration to become part of a therapy dog team to visit and bring comfort to patients in the local hospitals. When God planted this idea in my heart, I didn't have a dog and my husband didn't want a dog. It took about two months for my husband to agree to get a dog, two months for me to find the right dog, another two months before I could officially adopt the dog. Then we needed to begin training. We completed two months of adult one obedience, then two months of adult two obedience. And guess what? Right now I'm enrolled in two months of canine good citizen. After that, we'll finally be able to start therapy-specific training. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, <laughs> but I'm growing. Instead of impatiently focusing on the end goal, I am patiently focusing on the intermediate milestones, two months at a time. The patience that I am developing isn't my own doing. It's a testament to the grace and love and the power of God as he carefully prunes me to bear more fruit. To summarize what we've talked about today, God calls each of us to be disciples or followers of Christ. He may ask us to do something we don't feel qualified for, but we can rest assured in the knowledge that he has given us each spiritual gifts to do his work. Just like Levi and Saul and David and others, it is likely that we can accomplish more than ever imagined when we follow his call. Our job is to follow in faith and be prepared to grow. Thank you for your help today, Lisa, and thank you listeners. We hope you will join us next time. Until then, we invite you to worship with us at High Desert United Methodist Church in Rio Rancho in person, if you are in the area, or online at highdesertumc.org.
It is our hope and prayer that each of you will ready your hearts so that when God calls, you choose to follow in faith and are prepared to grow.